Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, Chicago. I hope and pray that in the following message, you will find hope and peace in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to support his amazing mission going on right now in Chicago through St. James, please go to our website, stjames-lutheran.org to find out more. Peace. Paths straight, every valley, fill it up, every mountain, low it, level it. Crooked shall become straight, the rough places level, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Grab a seat. Get ready, somebody's coming to dinner. A Christmas party. Are you ready? Or do you feel like Chevy Chase? You want to make it perfect? You want everything just better than last time? Everybody, everybody wants, does anybody get stressed during Christmas season at all? Anybody actually feel depressed when Christmas time comes? You know, there's, there's actually a higher level, obviously, of anxiety. And this is pre-COVID, you know, this is pre-pandemic, pre-the political situation. But the December is a high stress high depressed time for people, more people seeing counselors, more people needing help, and I wonder, I wonder why uh, I think I can relate, because I'm always comparing this Christmas with the past. When I was a kid, when I didn't know how things happened, just things showed up, you know what I mean? Like it always snowed, and every, I don't know, as a kid you're like, because you don't know the stresses that went behind it. You're just excited, and you're just, you know, you're, you're just more believing in what's happening right here, and it's just beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And as you get older, you know behind the scenes, those presents aren't free, that decorating takes work, but you want to get this feeling you had as a kid, so you... You decorate your house. You do all these things. You watch those TV specials. You try to keep those traditions up, and you have kids. You do the same thing, and, but the feeling keeps going. In fact, I think at some point you should give up on it. Just give up on trying to replicate your past feelings when you're just a little kid, and give up on trying to look like the Hallmark movie, and just enjoy the moment. But we have a lot of trouble doing that, don't we? Are you ready for Christmas? Is your house decorated? Does anybody have people that come to your house, moms or dads or mother-in-laws, that stress you out? You know they're going to see that. They're going to pick out that. That food is not quite up to par. It's not like mom's cooking. The house is a little mess. Anybody got that kind of in-laws? You don't need to raise your hand, by the way, because people are watching on camera. It's stressful. Christmas is stressful. Adults, right? Decorating, cleaning up, all these sort of things, making everything look just good when the visitors come, when even family comes, or just for yourself so you'll just like how your house looks, how things are going. And that's why people are more stressed out during these so-called holidays than during the rest of the year, these high expectations. I have this, at our last house, we had this uh, um, old telephone 
um, line ports, whatever, what are those? He used to know what these are called. You know, see, suddenly we don't have line phones anymore, you know what I mean? But it was in a weird position, like on the wall, like in the living room. And so we're always trying to cover it up, right? And this looks kind of silly. So you put stuff in front of it or you hang something on it, but it always butts out a little bit. But it looks better and it's just, you know what's behind it. You're just trying to look good for your, your guests and you hide it, but it doesn't ever quite hide it. Or maybe you've got something like that where you push everything under your bed. But uh, John the Baptist's call was clean up, get decorated, because Christmas is coming. And in God's mind, it was, or in, Paul, in John's mind, it was God is coming. He's coming to your house. You better be ready. It's kind of like if you were sending out Christmas cards, and it says, uh, and it says something like, uh, you know, dear so and so, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Don't even begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I can, God can raise from the, these stones, children of Abraham. The axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Merry Christmas. This, this is actually, I'm looking at this. This is, this is from the Cortez, actually, his actual Christmas card. That's not what he said, though. That's not what they said. That's John the Baptist's Christmas card. You know what I'm saying? Trying to scare you. Christmas is coming. God's coming. Clean up your act. Clean up your house, right? Luke tells us. This all happened, and he does this on purpose. Chapter 3, verse 1, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, who was in charge, right? Julius Caesar, Caesar Augustus, his nephew, becomes a king, dictator, if you will. Tiberius comes, I think, actually after Caligula, I believe. Anyhow, Tiberius is in charge. Pontius Pilate is governor, so he's trying to set the tone. First of all, this really happened. Second, that's how you kept track of time back then, the year of someone being in charge. So the 15th year of Tiberius's reign, uh, Pontius Pilate was in charge, and Herod was in charge of Galilee. So he's kind of naming these things. So you, oh, yeah, I remember those times. Yeah, I remember that when that happened. It really happened. But also, I think, John, I think Luke is also saying, while these guys thought they were in charge, Caesar, Pilate, Herod, God did something even bigger somewhere else, not in the Palatine Hill, not in Rome, not in Jerusalem, but here. And he says, during the high priesthood of Anna, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness is where the beginning, the call of Christmas came. Not in the populated city, not in the rich areas, not in the university of high intelligence and wealth and all these things, but in the wilderness, a voice comes out. Prepare the way of the Lord, right? Get your house ready. God is coming to dinner. And we want to think that's, oh, great. That's fantastic. But really, think about it, man. If you're scared of your mother-in-law coming to dinner, how much more scared should you be of God, really? He's coming. You can't shove away stuff under the bed. He knows 
You can't cover up that ugly part on your living room wall. He knows what's behind it. He's worse than Santa Claus. Sorry, kids. Santa Claus is great. He knows when you are asleep. It's a really creepy song, by the way. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you are awake. Weird, right? He knows everything you're doing, writing it all down. God's more than that. He sees every flaw, etc. Get ready, John says to the people of Israel. And they came out. And even as they came out, look how he greeted them. I mean, he's the worst. He sees them coming to be baptized, and he says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to come? It's like, you did. What are you do? What's going on here? He's just angry. But I think it's righteous. I know it is. It's real. He's scared for them. He calls them brood of vipers because they thought because they were physically children of Abraham, Hebrews, that they were automatically, God would love to see them. He calls them brood of vipers, which is a snake, which only refers back to Genesis chapter 3. You're not the children of Abraham by the way you talk and act. You're the children of the devil is literally what he's saying. Repent. Turn it around. Clean up your house. Fix it up. Christmas is coming. Merry Christmas. Now, it'd be easy just to run through this and just like, oh, that's nice. We know who Jesus is. Take it seriously. If God was coming to your house right now visiting, would you do anything different? I swear these days as Americans... We talk a big talk of morality. We talk, I mean, we are, we're living in a new puritanical Victorian society. It's a different sort of ethics, sort of political correctness, but it's moral. And the idea is, is good, but it's high up, right? We really care about what everybody does and how they think. And that's all we talk about. We're really living in that world. How would God judge you? For some reason, I think we think that he should be happy with who we are. We should just be ours, right? The corp, our corporate culture, our corporate morals that are being, are being taught to us are be yourself, you're okay. Coca-Cola says you should just do what you do. It's all good as long as you buy our drink. That's how we live, right? God should be happy. There's nothing wrong with me ever. I'm fine. It's all good. I think this language is kind of striking to us, especially on Christmas, Pastor, telling me that maybe I should change something in my life, that maybe God wouldn't be happy with my passions or my desire or what I am doing or how I speak and how I act. Repent, John says, if you want to celebrate Christmas, and I think it's true. How is your house? How does it look? Do you have areas this Christmas time there's stuff in your life, things that you are doing that's hurting someone else. It's against God's design of who you are. Words that you say, things that you do, behaviors. Repent. Who are we to have God visit us? And we can shove it in the closet, and we can pretend it's not there, and we can hide it, but it's there, isn't it? And I think that stresses us out on Christmas too. 
as we decorate fervously, as we put up our trees in July even, I think it's partly trying to just pretend that everything's fine and I'm fine and the world's fine. You know what I'm saying? And if we can decorate it, we can make these foods and all these things, just make it all look good. We can kind of like just pretend it's all okay when it's not. I don't think people do feel, they might talk like they're self-righteous, but I don't think we do feel that way. We feel broken and busted and wrong. And this world's messed up. My goodness, we know that now. And God's coming to dinner, and we're less ready for him than we were 2,000 years ago. So John preaches this, and man, he is thinking, this isn't going to go well. God's coming to his chosen people who should know better, not even talking about those living in darkness that don't even know right from wrong, but the Jews, his fellow Jews, they are wet. And he's coming, repent. And then who comes? I think it shocked John as much as it should shock you, brood of vipers. Jesus. Now think about this, getting your house ready for God, clean it up, all these things, sure. Jesus comes and he's born where? In a manger. <laughs> he doesn't care about a clean house. He'll come right where he's sent, right in the midst of, just like the kid said, smelly and ugly and messy and there's Jesus no problem I'll be born right there in fact as we know no room for him in the inn right meaning he had he was born in a little corner of that area the place was so packed no problem God came right there and hung out with people born a baby to just a normal average family no problem didn't have the best environment no problem Christ still comes into our messy house of the this world into our sin and what's more amazing to John is that he came and instead of lighting it on fire and just throwing everything away and punishing evildoers and stepping on us brood of vipers instead out of total love and grace from him having nothing to do with our cleanliness our good life or bad life he died for you and for me. I mean, Jesus, God has no problem not just coming to a, a messy house, to your house, to your life, but he's hanging between two absolutely condemned by law, etc., enemies of the state, and without a complaint, receives it. All our messes, all our words, all of our actions, and does not accept you for who you are but forgives you and pardons it and it's forgotten. Are you ready for God to visit you? Are you ready for Christmas? It actually has nothing to do with being good or bad or having a clean house or having a certain number of good things you've done or even having good intentions. In fact, Jesus, if you look at him, always loves not those that think they got it all together, like the Pharisees, those that on the outside had the most beautiful houses, all decorated all correctly and just looks the best. 
Jesus loves people who are done. <laughs> done trying to clean up my house. Because I clean up and then I get a mess over here. Done decorating. I've done my best, but electricity didn't work. I didn't buy enough bulbs and half of them are broken. Jesus loves people who have no pride at all anymore. <laughs> and they're just empty-handed. And just, I'm a sinner. That's what it means to be ready for Christmas. That's what it means to be ready for God. Is to be honest and say, I got nothing. And that's who Jesus loves. He loves messy houses. He loves broken houses and broken people. And he loves people that are at their wit's end about life. Because he has come to fully give us total life in him. Forgiveness, eternal life. Are you ready for him? Yes, you are. He brings the party himself. He brings the food. He brings the wine. He brings the grace. He brings the eternal life. He brings the joy and he brings the peace. You don't need to bring nothing to his party. May you enjoy that as you prepare. Do your best. Try to be a better person. Try to fix up things in your life for sure. But relax. Stop worrying about the past. Stop worrying about your house. And stop worrying about the future. And be present this Christmas. Because God's got it. It's going to be okay. Enjoy the moments. Because there will be many more. You don't need to worry. He's still coming to your house. He's still staying. And he's going to clean your house up. In Jesus' name. Amen.